This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. These eras, no matter if it's light years era, no matter if it's the fever era, there's something there that someone's got a story about. And that's what this this Whole podcast yeah, is that's essentially right. about beyond costumes it's not just fabric and it's not just yep. Kylie there's a whole world that gets created within it there's a whole world behind those scenes that's exactly right yep <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Kylie behind the scenes a show where two Kylie Minogue superfans delve deep into the ever-evolving wardrobe of Kylie Minogue I'm Owen Minogue. I, I'm Joe, not known as the Minogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll get to know us as Owen Joe, and we're here because we became Kylie crew members, which is our little group of friends, uh, and that was probably about 20 or so years ago, yeah. and we just thought we'd give you our perspectives on what Kylie means to us and what her wardrobe signifies for our group and the friendship, and um, yeah, we hope you'll join us as we kind of delve deep into her incredible wardrobe. So, Owen, <laughs> tell me, <laughs> what are we going to discuss first? Which item are we looking at? Okay, so today what we're going to be discussing is, we, well, we're going to go, we're going to take the golden approach. And I'm not talking about the album, I'm talking about the infamous gold hot pants. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Gotta love that. Let's get to it. For people who don't know, the gold hot pants... They kind of come to light during Kylie's spinning around music video. Now, um, that was in the year 2000. Who could forget that video? Oh, yeah. One exactly. of the best. <laughs> For those who haven't seen it, go watch it. You'll see what we're talking about. Uh, so the song was spinning around. So, yeah, they were worn with um, Stella McCartney halter top. They were a vintage pair of um, hot pants that were found at a market. And I'll get into that a little bit more um, further on. And they were um, paired up with a pair of leather gold strappy shoes. And as we said, they were worn in the um, video clip, which was the first single that Kylie released on her Light Years album, which was also the first album on her then um, new record label, which was Parlophone Records. It was a turning point for Kylie uh, with this era because she she was following the success that she had in Australia with um, Impossible Princess and the Intermittent Live Tour, but it didn't kind of chart so well in the UK. So this was kind of a, um, a comeback of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. So it was released in June of 2000. Um, it was her first number one single in the UK for the first time in 10 years, Amazing. which is crazy. <laughs> I um, love that. And yeah, it was her first number one uh, single in Australia in eight years, which is also very surprising. And during this era too, she continued to work with William Baker, who, as far as we know, she worked with him, um, prof- started their professional career together, collaboratively. Mm. Career, um, career together during the Impossible Princess and Intimate and Live tour as well. As her stylist. As her stylist, yeah. yes, and creative director. So, um, yeah, w- what I know, and this is coming from Kylie firsthand because I actually got to ask her a p- specific question at the uh, media launch for Kylie on stage at Art Centre Melbourne, oh. and I just said to her, when it comes to 
sending out all your items to Art Centre Melbourne for the Australian Performing Arts Collection, was there something you didn't want to let go of or um, if you could take back, what would it be? Yeah, and what did she, she say? Yeah. yeah, she said the gold hot pants and Charlene's overalls. She said that they were just two items that didn't take up much room. So if she could sneak <laughs> in like a cat burglar at night, they're the items that she would take. And the well, reason... They don't take up much room well, and her wardrobe is donated now, so she yeah, has exactly. it to, to fill it of, again. She's got space. a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she said that um, they were bought by her best friend, Katerina Jeb, at the um, North End Road Market in Earl's Court, yeah. and they only cost them 50p. So Bargain. I would, the other thing that I'd love to know is, is there an owner out there who saw them in the music video and thought... They're mine. I used to wear those out. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's got to be some story and I'd love to know. What They're from was... a 70s party that I had once upon a time and yeah. now Minogue made them global. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, she said that um, Katerina bought them and they were specifically not for the music video but to wear to a fancy dress party. And the theme for the dr- fancy dress party was nerds, tarts and tourists. So if you could, if you've got that um, big coffee table book with Kylie's arm on it and the sweatband, Flick through a couple of pages in there and there's some um, candid photos of Kylie uh, in a grey bob wig, the gold hot pants, an orange top and like a leopard print jacket. And um, they're, quite, they're quite cheeky and cute, if I can say that. And for some reason, Minogue's can't take a bad photo, even when it is on like 35 millimetre film. Exactly. And you get the first outing of the hot pants. Well, yeah. So tell me, uh, how are they stored at the Art Centre in Melbourne? So the Art Centre Melbourne preserve them in their own tailor-made acid-free box. That's to prevent any decomposition, um, etc. So they are housed in that box. That box also goes on tour if they're going on to an exhibition or being taken around, or even when people come into Art Centre Melbourne and get their own private um, tour of the collection, so they don't need to be handled. They're um, in a box, they're padded as well, like there's this little padded insert, they've got like a foam around the outside, it's all very well preserved, Um, and that's also... So there's no unnecessary folding um, or anything which can deteriorate um, fabric as well. That makes total sense. And the reason so is that they are part of Australian and international music pop culture now. So we want those to be able to last the next decades, centuries, so they can be admired and um, seen by as many people as possible. And the other thing as well is they weren't an item that were made as a costume. They were a piece of everyday clothing, which is probably, they were probably in storage for a good 30 years or so before they were picked up at the market too. So that's the reason why they need to have that special housing and um, in that in their own box because they're not a hard-wearing costume. And they're, they're not a performance fashion. piece. They're, they're not, not designed for Yeah, and she said even purpose. though they're only worn in that one music video, um, she said there was a lot of work on the bar and yeah. they did deteriorate. <laughs> worn um, out. Worn out of <laughs> <laughs> because she was sliding on the bar a lot in the music video. Made them delicate. No, it's it's how it should be. That, yeah. That, that and I think that that's a really generation. good part as well, is when you go into um, the vault and you can see things, nothing's being mended. You see it as it is. And you can see yeah. that um, you can see where the wear and tear is. And I think that that also adds to their story. Oh, completely. Yeah. It's, it's like seeing makeup on something that's, you know, been used before. And, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. And, and the marks and, and... Well, even like seams where the stitching's come undone yeah. a little bit too and things like that, which um, when you see it close up, you get to see all those details where you don't necessarily see it in the music video. Fantastic. So these hot pants are that iconic as well. You can go up to a 15, 16-year-old in the street and if you said gold hot pants... 
It's but with in Kylie Minogue. There's exactly. no question. You, exactly. you just hear the word hot pants and that's yeah. what it's... Actually, funny thing, just yesterday I saw a, an ad for vodka. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they've yeah. got... Now, I think it's to celebrate World Pride, but they've got a picture of the bottle wearing gold hot pants. <laughs> with, I can't remember what song it is playing in the background. Oh, but my God. That's, that's so how iconic they are. Oh, but yeah, even yeah. other brands have started appropriating gold yeah. hot pants just to reference Kylie Minogue. Yeah, exactly. That's... that's <laughs> that, I don't know. That's, that's marketing to... Genius. Yeah, it's genius marketing. <laughs> and Especially genius because for her. It, well, it's for her too, but then like World Pride is actually going to be, it's in Australia, it's in Sydney, Gold Hot Pants, Kylie, Australia. Goes hand in hand. Brilliant marketing for them. So it just goes to show, yeah, how iconic this tiny little piece of lame fabric is. Of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Has become this cultural phenomenon and representative of Kylie Minogue and Australia at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So, Joe, my question to you, um, during... That era, that Kylie era, year two thousand. Yeah. What did that like? What? How did that play or have any impact on you? My first uh, kind of memory with that is uh, two thousand. I'd never been to Sydney before. It was just yep. before the Olympics, and we had a uni trip, and we just decided that we were going to disappear for four days. So we did that, and uh, we ended up in Sydney. And there was a bus stop that had the advertisement for the spinning around ad on it oh yeah, yeah yeah and it was kind of hilarious because I thought to myself she's just about to do the Olympics she's back on top of the charts not just in Australia but globally yeah and it she's literally figuratively and then literally with that bus stop sign and what was about to happen in the Olympics being seen again yeah so the on the world platform on, exactly yeah. so for, for me thinking about the hot pants and that whole era was about being visible once more mm. and a kind of we told you so moment yeah. that, she, that we knew. I mean, Impossible Princess was an era before that that had already happened and, and it was a success it was so successful here. here. Yeah. She kind of became cool again. And then with the return to pure pop and spinning around, it was cool but with credibility now. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, it was it was just that 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 we knew we, we were glad that you were all seeing yeah. what we knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know she, what you're and it's kind of ironic that the the hot pants are, are gold because she was literally back on the top spot. Yeah, and 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 it was a triumphant moment. It kind so, of gave her that t- that unofficial title as Australian's golden girl in a way too. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. And what about for you? What was that time like for you? Oh, I can still remember. I had dropped out of TAFE, uh, (laughs) but I remember the single came out while I was still studying and I can remember a couple of the girls in my class were like, have you seen that new music video? Um, I'm like, uh, the Kylie one, they're like, yeah. They're going, what happened to our good old girl next door, Kyle's gone from um, pure pop um, girl next door and now she's got her bum out, she's wearing these um, little hot pants, she's dancing around and writhing around on a bar. What's going on? I thought I'd try uh, moving into state. I was at the airport and I can remember that time as well, um, seeing the opening ceremony for the Olympics on yes. TV while waiting <laughs> to board my flight in the lounge. Um, so, yeah, that era definitely was for most Australians, not just myself, but, yeah, 2000 Olympics. But then she went on to do the closing ceremony yes. for um, the 2000 Olympics where she performed Dancing Queen and On a Night Like This. And I also... I was watching back the performances recently as well on YouTube and I noticed that the continuity of gold went through into 
Yes, it does. The Olympics as well. So she did and have the, that. The Paralympics opening. And the Paralympics uh, gold, opening gold ceremony well. too. Yeah. yeah. But even when she was wearing that pink number that everybody knows from the closing ceremony, when she finished Dancing Queen, there was a quick change and she came out and she was in this full length um, gold Gold, yes, dress. it was. That's and right. I completely forgot about <laughs> yeah. that until I was watching it back. So there was that continuity between spinning around and then when she performed on a night like this, which I think was her second single off of the album. Yes, so that was yes. great promo. <laughs> Very clever, Minogue. Um, and then with the Paralympics as well, she came out, she sang Waltzing Matilda and she was in like a long... Um, dries a bone. Dries a bone suede yeah. jacket. And then she did a reveal and she had a gold lame chained halter top on and her 70s like lame disco um, <laughs> pants and she performed um, Celebration and then did uh, Spinning Around as well. So, but even just talking yeah. about it, how hilarious it is that gold has become a thing. She then had an album called Golden, Golden. and you said disco pants and she's now got an album called Disco, disco. as well. So <laughs> if she's nothing if not consistent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That continuity has kind of gone through her career at that point yeah, as absolutely. well. So, yeah. So the other thing... Uh, during that era was, I know it sounds really embarrassing talking about it right now, but um, the internet. That's when it was kind of taking off. It wasn't just text on a screen. We were getting graphics and everything. And um, you were able to search images. You were able to interact with other fans, which is, I think, when our friendship um, started to take off as well. And that's exactly when it started yeah, to happen. Fan yeah. forums were a thing back then. Yeah, good old <laughs> there was forums. No Facebook page. No. At all. Yeah. Um, I can still remember my username on the good old um, Kylie forum. I think it was. Xander, because I was a Buffy fan. Um, <laughs> Ultimate Joe, maybe? I'm not sure. I can't it was. Remember I remember. Name. Yes, it was Ultimate Joe. I think that's where we started to meet each other, but it was kind of funny. We didn't really – back then you didn't know each other's real names. It was kind that's of right, yeah. your screen name or your handle name only. And, um, yeah, people had photos of Kylie or themselves. I can't remember what – I had some photo of someone that was completely not me. and <laughs> So everybody thought then that was you. Everybody thought that was me because I went to Lucy's show. For people who don't know who Lucy is, oh, she yeah. does a 100% Kylie show. She's a um, Australia's number one Kylie impersonator. And I went to the show and she invited me to and was looking for that person thinking it was me in the icon. <laughs> and she was like looking around and then I went backstage to meet her. I was like, you're not the person I was looking for. So <laughs> I love that there was that connection between fans, but then also there was so much that you didn't know about each other as well. But um, I don't know, that's... How we met. That's yeah. when it all happened. Yeah, and that's how you found out what was going on. Um, Kylie had a webpage up at that point as well, which is kylie.com, and you could go there to find a certain amount of information, but because she was also just about to embark on, after the Olympics, she was going on her On a Night Like This tour. Yes, correct. You couldn't get that instant hit of what the set list is, what was this, what was that, what was she wearing? It was um, you relied on other fans. Exactly. Or, or shut up and wait. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a good point, the, the whole touring thing, because that after the success here of Impossible Princess, which came before the spinning yeah. around era, uh, she, with the On a Night Like This tour from that album, sort of established herself as as a touring artist, which she had really never been before. Yeah. So and we got to experience that aspect of, of her talent and creativity and what she can do yeah. really kind of for the first time because the, the Intimate and Live tour before, they themselves had said was thrown together with about two cents. Yeah. So we got the first taste of what we know of her now. Arena, yes. spectacular, theatrical 
production with sets and costumes and everything, which I was just going to say, that was my first time seeing Kylie. Oh, wow. Okay. Amazing. So So how was that for you then? That was incredible because what it was is like going way back into my personal life, you'd go to school on and primary school kids would come to school with their tour t-shirts and their programs and everything. And my parents <laughs> yeah. couldn't afford any of that. So yeah. um, when it, when I got into my adulthood, that was like, yeah, I've got to see Kylie. I didn't even get to go see Intimate and Live, which I was kicking myself about because I really wanted to go. Um, that was my first Yeah, so concert. going there, being in this arena, um, the excitement, people dressed up in costumes, yes. so they were dressed up <laughs> as their own favourite incarnation of Kylie. Which has uh, always been a thing. The, the crowd has to dress up and then she gives guilty. you prizes for it. <laughs> yep, guilty of it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was – and then, I oh know, that excitement of the show and you saw your support act and everything, but – going, buying your T-shirt, buying your tour book, getting to your seat and then you're sitting there and then when the lights, the house lights start to dim and I don't know, I'd never experienced the roar of an audience like that. And just even speaking about it now, I get goosebumps because... It's a live crowd feeling. Yeah, you can watch it on DVD, but when you're in that arena and you're experiencing there is electricity in the air from the excitement and it hits you. And that was... And it's the first time you probably have seen her in the flesh. In the flesh. I was up in the rafters, but um, (laughs) yeah, it was just, it was amazing. And I took a friend of mine with me uh, to see that show and they weren't really a Kylie fan, but um, they're like, okay, do you want to come? I really want to go. Um, And they're like, yeah, all right, um, I'll come along. And then I can remember being on the train on the way home, flicking through my book and I'm like, so what did you think? And they're like... It's actually really good. Amazing. Yeah, yeah I have real, friends. She really surprised me. Same thing. Yeah. Not fans that have been, and that's that's every time that's their take yeah. from it, that she's actually incredible, which is so, yeah. that's all you want as yeah. a fan. <laughs> so going from Gold Hot Pants through the Light Years era to the On a Night Like This tour was, yeah. um, that's what this, what this item or even this era really means a lot to me because that was my first Kylie live experience. And just realising it's probably one of the few shows that we didn't see together at the same time. <laughs> I think that came with Fever in 2002. That's right. So, Which, speaking of, she actually debuted Can't Get You Out of My Head in that tour as she well. She did. To think what a pair of tiny little fabric hot pants can do <laughs> from, from from something that was going to be discarded in, 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 in her closet and not thought yeah. about to have become this cultural moment and iconic kind of representation of of now what is Australia's showgirl. Yeah. It's kind of incredible. Yeah. But I think for me too, just the fact that she was established then as a, as a, a touring artist and and knowing that that we weren't crazy, that that there was somebody who had risen to the top that we'd been fans for for so long yeah. and and was on the, like at the top of her game and, and showing everybody just how incredible it could be to be a Kylie Minogue fan and see her on stage and doing the things that, that she did. Yeah. Uh, it, it has an impact on you because yeah. it keeps you being the kind of fan that you want to be. Mm. And also without that and this whole era and the hot pants and, I mean, we wouldn't be the friends that we are now without it. Yeah, and we wouldn't know the people that we know that's outside of the Kylie crew. Yeah, the Kylie we've become. Yeah. <laughs> it's this era that we have to thank 
for that. Yeah. And so for me, the thinking back on what the hot pants are and what they mean, other than the item themselves, which, you know, and how incredible that she looked in them, it really is kind of the story of how our group of friends started to establish itself. I'm sure that there's other group of friends like our um, group that have those same stories or have impacted them in some way as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. But that's... Those stories are there and as we all have our story that involves her in some way, shape or form, that's got us through thick, thin, has helped us when we're um, emotionally unstable, that's created joy that she just doesn't know about. And so my message to her was thanks for providing that for us. Yeah, completely. Because she doesn't know. Like there's... And within the group, we've had it all, the the, the whole gamut of it, the the relationships and, and... actual tragedy as well within the group um yeah and and even without her specifically or a certain song just the fact that because of her we are able to all rely on each other yeah it, it's it's what it's about and, yeah and and you do have to thank her for that because yeah. without her it would have never have happened yeah there's people that are probably celebrated to her there's people that are probably mourned to one of her songs as well and the, that's stuff that she just doesn't know about so yeah. um these eras, no matter if it's light years era, no matter if it's the fever era, there's something there that someone's got a story about. And that's what this this Whole podcast yeah, is essentially right. about. It's beyond costumes. It's not just fabric and it's not just yep. Kylie. There's a whole world that gets created within it. There's a whole world behind those scenes. That's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what else I kind of find a, a little bit hilarious is that in spinning around the, it's kind of ironic that it happens within that song, but yeah. that threw away my old clothes, found myself a better wardrobe. And yes. I, I think I've got that exactly right, but I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> Someone will correct you. <laughs> I'm sure they will. They always do. But uh, that the, the hot pants are almost indicative of that exact scenario. Yeah. They were this item that was essentially about to be discarded and, you know, have been kind of resurrected and have led to the, the costumes that, followed and the, the designers kind of art, that she's imitating worked, life completely yeah. art imitating all life other way around which is a thing that happens in her career all the time but uh, i love that that song with the hot pants and that reference specifically in that moment has created this whole world yeah uh and well, taking from the previous era into the new era too so it works well, yeah exactly yeah. and and that then the next line i found a new direction and it leads back to me and and the self-referential kind of stuff that she continues to do and and then how we were talking about gold being a, a reoccurring theme yeah. and, and she really has had that sort of a trajectory where art is doing exactly the things that she is. Oh my god, it's amazing how you can unpick all of this information just from a um from a song from even. a bit of fabric and a from, lyric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing what a little pair of pop pants have done. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining me today, Joe. Oh, I really appreciate it. And it's been great to talk about this infamous pair of yes. gold lame fabric <laughs> in the form of hot pants. <laughs> My pleasure. And uh, you know, likewise, thank you. Um, it's kind of been a great to reflect on our friendship, which we haven't really done for yeah. like, we would do that in this way. Uh, I have loved it as well. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what the next conversations bring up and and what items we might be looking at next on Behind the Scenes.
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.